Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Weekly Domestic. The podcast where we talk about our relationship and judge yours. Hello, welcome back. I am Ash, otherwise known as Mango, and this is... Tom, otherwise known as the Spiffing Brit, and my goodness, welcome. It's episode four of the podcast. That's right, we made it. We've achieved something. We're here to talk about our amazing relationships, as always. Talk a little bit about what we've been up to, and also solve other people's relationship problems. But most importantly... My favourite part of the show, as always, I have to, of course, as always, open with a joke. And today's joke is brought to you none other than by myself. <laughs> That's right, I came up with it myself on the dog walk. I hope you're going to like it, okay, Ash? Because this one I'm is... ready, kind of never. Kind of never? How are you not ready for, for my dad jokes? They're I good. don't like any of them. But I guess you're going to say <laughs> it anyway, say so let's go. I mean, that's true, that's true. I will always say them anyway, despite the fact that, you know, they're terrible. But hey, first joke, here we go. It's Christmas-themed, because, you know, it's December. So, where do you punch an annoying carol singer? In the throat? No, 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 you can't do that. That's illegal. Why? Okay. Well, if someone knocks on your door and they open it and you punch them in the throat, that's you illegal. You they were annoying. Yeah, they're annoying. So, okay, the joke is they're annoying. They're a carol singer. What do you think the punchline is? It's not punch them in the throat. Well, I don't know what it would be. Make them be quiet, wouldn't it? I don't know what it is. Punch them in the jingle bells because they're carol singers. It's Christmas. Well, that's also illegal. That Okay, Bad you've got joke. me there. Bad joke. You've checkmated me there. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. I will concede on that one. But the next joke... Okay, this one is good. Okay, I'm still not ready. You, you'll you never be ready for this one. How does a penguin build his home? Mm, I don't know. How does a penguin build its home? It glues it together. No, stop. I know. Funny. That is funny. That one's very funny. That one's very good. I'm very stop. proud of that one. It glues it together? <laughs> oh, how do females make it? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Wow. You don't know. I don't know. I, they, I imagine they glues it together as well. Oh, it says E. Ah, yeah. ah. They just glue. They just use glue. Maybe cement. Who knows? How, how am I to judge penguin building and their houses? But How do you make an igloo? You get snow compacted together and make little bricks and then no, stack but, them up on each other. Yeah, but you don't just stack. Like, how do they glue together? How do they glue? Well, the coldness of the like part, well, the atoms attaches them to each other. So there's kind of like resistance which stops them moving about. Well, what? How? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of questions today about snow. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited about snow. Number one, but number two, <laughs> what if you put okay. it in the wrong place? Do you just have a hole in your house forever? Well, yeah, but you could just scoop up some more snow, compact it, and fit it into that hole. It's it's not that difficult to deal with. An igloo is just compacted snow, so you just compact more snow. Woohoo, big summer blowout. Where did that come from? <laughs> Sorry, is that frozen. a frozen ref? Yes, frozen. It's very yeah, but good. what has that got to do? What has that got to Christmas. do with anything? Oh my God. Because I thought about the igloo and how it had a hole in it, <laughs> and then, yeah. like, he opened the door. Uh, like the little <laughs> latch you could have it as a feature to your igloo you could yeah that was completely <laughs> nonsensical thank you very much um, perfect now 
I do have a question for you. This is a very important question. <clears throat> yeah.、Um, we, as always, get sent lots of relationship problems from people in dire need of help, and this one was sent in by Ralph Butcher over Twitter. Okay, he has a desperate need. Okay, okay. his problem. Apparently, my body is too cold to cuddle up to for warmth. How do we solve this? Right. So, on first thought, I think that one you need to check that you're warm blooded. Okay, you need to check. Otherwise, you need to get some heat lamps <laughs> in place. Okay, you've got to be、that's、careful.、True. Okay. If, If you're you... a lizard person, you've got to get some heat lamps going. Maybe that's your mistake. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're a lizard person and you just didn't know about it. Okay, so just, just be、know. careful. You you need that UVB, is it UV rays? UV rays. Them UV rays. Who knows? Them UV rays. Get what? Get look. Ah, solution. Solution. <laughs> I like how you raise your hand, like you have an idea. So I have a solution. No one else can see this. Only I. But、yes. okay, what is the solution? Solution is get thirty of those tiny UVB nail lamps. Okay. Put them all over your body to give you、right. UVB to heat you up. I mean, you will possibly develop skin. Probably、cancer. some. I think you would develop skin conditions. You definitely kill most of your skin. It would be really bad. It would、Or、be terrible. It's like a sun tanning bed, isn't it? Really, what I'm saying. Yeah, but so your solution to them being cold is to put them in effectively a, a very poorly constructed tanning bed made of nail lamps. Well, to be honest, nail lamps do have a different UVB, so they don't do the same thing, but they do heat you up, and sometimes they burn. So basically, you want to crisp this man's outer layer to heat himself up, so he can warm up his partner. Is that how you're solving this relationship problem? It's either that or. Get a UVB lamp in your ceiling, yeah. And you, but then won't that also make her warmer? So then, if anything, she's going to be warmer, so she'll expect a higher level of warmth from him. No, but then they both be warm, and then there's no problem. I think the problem is he's cold. He's cold. That is true. The problem is he is naturally cold. So how can we rectify this issue? My proposition is instead of heating him up, I don't think we should change him in any, in any way. I think we should actually cool down the opposition, the partner. I see. Okay, because that way, comparatively, if heat is on a scale, if she is say at temperature level one when she hugs him, and he's at temperature level zero, then she's going to feel that he's cold. But if she's at temperature level minus one and he's at zero, then guess what? He's suddenly warm, so、Max. we need to freeze the partner. That is what we do. Freeze the partner. Freeze the partner. You know, we're not gonna say you should freeze your partner on the podcast. This is not real advice. Don't do anything、no. we say. Okay, freezing might be a bit extreme, but. I'll tell you what you can do. You can rent those like meat fridge vans, which have the gigantic like frozen meats、no. in the back of them, and that's、no. quite cold. And then every night before bed, you either just make a walk a few circles in it, or or maybe I don't know. You build like a little swinging chair off of one of the hooks, and they can just sit on it to cool、Ew. down. 
Offers and then the hooks? take them out. To, well, because there's hooks in the meat freezer. In then what you just... world are we living? <laughs> but then they'll be cool, and then they'll come into bed. They'll be freezing cold, potentially hypothermic, but your body will be warm, oh, like you, a temple. They'll be so cool. They're the only cool kids on the block with the meat hook swing. What the <laughs> fuck? Invite other people over to ride the meat hook swing while you're at it. Why not rent it out as a service? You could make money from this. No. Spice up your spice up your bedroom life by chilling yourself right before bed. No, absolutely not. I reckon there's a there's a gimmick in there somewhere. Someone's spice into it. Spice up your life, everybody. There we go. Spice up your life. Spice up your life. The world. Spice up your life. Spice up your uh, life. Rent freezer. a meat freezer. Yeah. There you go. We did um, it. Or I have. What I think is better than a meat freezer. <laughs> Nothing's better than a meat freezer. It's called a cryo chamber. Um, they make you very cold, but they are medically safe, I think. Probably not. <laughs> medically safe. <laughs> medically safe quotation marks. <laughs> Look, all of the, you know, all of the goop people do it. Yeah, and if the goop people do it, then it must be scientifically safe it. and tested. Someone's doing it. Someone's, Look, some people are doing some pretty crazy things. That doesn't mean we should copy them. But they're doing it in spas, though. So uh, that there <laughs> has to be some regulation. Look, get a cryo chamber. There's just waivers. There doesn't have to be regulation if people have signed a waiver to forfeit their right to complain. Really? Well, yeah. Every time we get a back massage, we sign a little piece of paper that says, if this person paralyzes me, it's my fault. Yeah, that's kind of sus, isn't it? What the fuck is, it is going on in spas? <laughs> People are just getting their backs broken. You wonder why your toes are breaking all the time. It's because of all those massages. Every time you get a massage, they weaken your toes. That's yeah, how it keeps happening. That's what it is. I keep, I keep, Just so everyone knows, I am very accident prone. And this week I have been breaking my toes. Apparently I've broken two <laughs> by smashing them against the wall by accident because I'm clumsy. So there we go. It is very entertaining. And actually, just before we recorded the podcast, you said, can I go to the toilet? So you nipped off to go to the loo. And then on your way back, we have like a little oh. baby gate set up so that we can like um, restrict Georgie's access to the lounge if we don't want to eating the Christmas tree. And you very enthusiastically tried to jump over the baby gate and just slammed your knee into it. <laughs> no, there's a gigantic bruise. I don't know where I get these ideas from their bad ideas but there's no filter in my brain that says stop it don't do it i mean it's very reminiscent of the time i broke my entire leg oh, which God. was right let's set this what what is it called set the scene let's set the scene hot tub big hot tub with a swimming pool the swimming pool broke because so it was freezing cold water and it broke because the people who lifted it over my house in a, with a crane dropped it. Anyway, that is kind of irrelevant to the <laughs> First story. First world hot tub problems. But anyway, uh, there was three mats on top of the hot tub, two on the cold side and one in the hot tub section that was actually warm. So there was two parts of the hot tub, one part swimming pool, one part hot tub. I sound like the most middle class person I have ever this heard in my life. This sounds incredibly middle class. So my hot tub was so fancy, there was actually two sides of the hot oh, tub, okay. you see. The cold side and the warm side. But it was on deal. And like, it was my mum's one goal. Like, she wanted one forever. So it was a one-off. It was a one-off. Anyway, I thought, 
about total wipeout, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I take this, this is middle why, one out? Look, this is why children should not be exposed to total wipeout or Takahashi's Castle because it inspires naughtiness. It inspires injury. Um, so I pushed the two other remaining mats together, and I jumped from one to the other. I'd get down and push it a little bit further. Oh, it was no. going so so well, um, and. Also, my mom didn't know I was anywhere near this hot tub at the time. And literally, I think I'd asked to go in and she said no. Like, genuinely. <laughs> Don't go in the hot tub. You'll try and jump over it again on, on those mats. <laughs> so I got to the last hurdle. I was doing so well. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> the world was cheering you on. The world was cheering me on in my brain. Do you have that? I have little people who like tell me how how well I'm doing in life. In my I brain. don't have the voices in my head. No, I don't. <laughs> the I voices do. in your head who tell you to do total wipeout courses no, in your back like, garden. No, do you not get that? Like where, like if you're mowing a lawn and you go in a straight line, they're like cheering, like. I don't line. have an I don't have an onboard commentary track every time I mow the lawn. I do. I have an onboard commentary track every step of my life. My brain here's people are is Ashley. Me. She's taking a run up to the baby gate. She leaps and oh no, she's broken her kneecap. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if anyone else has that. Do tell me. I think it's normal. Some people, I just think it's a personality trait. <laughs> sure, sure. Personality trait or you're just crazy. What no, are the two? I don't mind. Um, so I was running and I jumped and I missed. One leg got onto the platform. One leg did not get onto the platform. I plummeted into freezing cold water. My foot twisted because part of it was oh. caught on the top and the other leg nutted me in the face. I'm actually shocked I didn't die because I could have knocked myself actually... out with my own kneecap. Yeah, it is actually surprisingly impressive you didn't kill yourself in that one moment because you effectively almost knocked yourself out. In the very least, you could have given yourself a concussion and then shock and then drowned in yeah. the freezing cold water. Yeah. But luckily, you... Well, I was going to say, luckily you walked away. Luckily you hobbled away <laughs> with a broken leg. <laughs> I hobbled away to my mum and I was like, I think I've broken my leg. And she was like, why are you wet? And then we went to the hospital. They tied my toes together. They said it wasn't broken. A few weeks later, after walking on it, my entire leg was broken. They lied to me. <laughs> Apparently that wasn't a doctor um, at all who looked at me. Don't know who it was. Still to this day. Just, um, just one of those life experiences when you go to hospital, someone comes up to you and says, yeah, don't worry, that leg's not broken, go home. Turns out they're not even qualified to say that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know who it was, but there we go. Fun stories with me. What were we talking about before this? We were talking about how accident prone you were, and then you wanted to talk about the fact that you smashed, well, broke your leg, um, trying to recreate total wipeout over yeah. a hot tub. Okay. Well, yes. That is true. You that is the that. story. I did that. I survived, bitch. <laughs> you got second place in your mind, so that's pretty good. Well done. 
Right. Well, that's the story of how, you know, we basically set up how extant prone you are. But we should talk about what we actually got up to this week and the week before. And also what you didn't get up to this week because of how extant prone you were. And that is, of course, the Jingle Jam, which is a charity live stream that takes place over two weeks in December. It's run by the Yorkscast, who we work with. And we go and we participate on some streams, raise a whole bunch of money for charity. It's a lovely, fun thing. I had some streams to do. You had some streams to do. You ended up only doing one stream instead of i think the five you were meant to do why is yeah. that uh i concussed <laughs> myself uh the first time and then i broke my toe and then i think i broke another toe but i didn't <laughs> broke check. Another toe. um so yeah bad things come in threes uh so now i've banged my knee i'm very scared uh for my other two accidents that are coming for me yeah, you're on four, so logically you're going to go up to six or potentially nine. Don't uh, potentially nine me. Don't tell the universe. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, universe. I take that back. They heard you already. It's done. It's done. If I okay. die now, it's your fault. <laughs> I'm going to blame the voices in your head that are going to tell you to start jumping over the neighbors' fences. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that one's not Jam on me. Was so lovely. I wish I could have taken part more. Um, you started on the first day and was it, how much did we make in the first day? First day we raised just over a million dollars. Uh, I think it was just shy of about 900,000 pounds, uh, which was very fun. I was on the final stream of the day. It was very good. And then on the second day, I had a few other streams with people like RT and Lewis, which was really nice. Uh, very chill. Also on the second day, I set up my own charity fundraiser which was really special um, because you got to choose your own um, charity to give to and you chose Cancer Research. Yeah, so I chose Cancer Research UK because they're a genuinely really, really nice charity. They're actually quite local to us. And very recently, uh, we sadly lost a family member. So I lost my grandfather. It was an absolutely lovely person. Uh, and sadly, we lost him to cancer. But we were incredibly fortunate with the fact that he actually was only given about six or eight weeks to live when he first got his well results back. And then he ended up living about like an additional 16 months, I think. It, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he ended up living like an additional 16 months in the end, which was ridiculous. We got to go on holiday with him. We got to spend a whole bunch of time with him. It was wonderful. And genuinely, anything to honor his memory, it was just a wonderful thing to do because he has always been an incredibly charitable person who always looks out for others. And it was just genuinely lovely to raise so much money so that hopefully one day, you know, cancer will just no longer be a problem that we face in our lives, which is lovely. And you knocked it out the park. Your community <laughs> oh, shocked God. you beyond anything you thought. Because... It was terrifying. It was how much in the first day? So, for the for the entire two-week period, my aim was to raise £20,000, right? And that was with me streaming a little bit on my own in, on my own channel. So, my hope was to put the, like, the charity goal up on the second day of the Jingle Jam, so the 2nd of December, and then probably by the 6th, do a live stream and try and hit £20,000. Uh, turns out, you hit £20,000 in, like, the first 40 minutes, and then we ended up crossing over in to like 150,000 within the first 12 hours. And that actually created a few problems because uh, the charity Cancer Research UK ran out of keys to give away to the lovely people donating. And 
So in case you don't know, the Jingle Jam has a games bundle that they give out when you donate a certain amount of money. I think it's £35. And yeah, £35. So Cancel Research had a set amount of those codes and they had run out of those. Yes. So in total, each charity was aiming to basically raise £250,000. And so because my kind of like charity drive had grown so strongly, it had overtaken the main Yogscast charity drive, we hit the cancer research goal on day two, which was amazing, absolutely fantastic. But the issue is it kind of one sides all of the donations and we want to kind of share the love. So on day three, I had to set up a new fundraiser for a lovely, very much smaller UK charity called Life Lights, which is this... I, I had never heard of this charity um, because generally they are really quite small, but they have been doing some amazing work where they basically go to children who are going through absolutely terrible times, often in hospital, and they give them, say, video games or experiences to just basically make them happy and smile. And it is such a wonderful thing because at the end of the day, we're all humans and the greatest thing about being a human is being happy, surrounded by your family and just having a lovely time. And so a charity that can give that joy to others, it was just perfect. I loved it. I absolutely loved the Jingle Jam. Um, the charity fundraising, it's the first time I've ever done anything like it. And it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, is the Tiltify still up or no? It is. I think it will go for about another month. So I don't think it will be until about January the 2nd or 3rd when it goes away. But from this point on, you can't get any more like keys from the bundle. It's just a case of you can donate money to charity. But Yeah, but if um, you'd like to, obviously, remember, that, you know, Christmas is the time for giving. If you don't have the money, don't stress, don't sweat. But if you do, just think about giving giving forward you know i i think it's really special this thing we do every christmas it's it giving to charity in a really different way for us i mean we we work for for fundraising but you know there's loads of things you can do just spreading the word or or helping physically or oh you know, volunteering's so really good yeah yeah i remember doing a lot of volunteering when i was younger um do you ever do bag packing was that no, something you ever did? No, I didn't. I did backpacking like all the time as a child. So if you don't know what it is, because it might be a very like UK centric thing. Uh, basically, when you like go to say a supermarket and you get your food, you go to the checkout, you then put the food in your bags before you leave. But there'll sometimes be like people who are raising money for charities at the end. And what they'll do is they'll just pack your food into bags for you for free. And then you can like give them a donation of a few pounds or whatever, whatever you feel like. And it's just kind of like a very simple service but one which makes your life just a little bit easier and then it's a good way of raising money for charity i remember doing that like almost every other weekend when i was like 10 or something oh my goodness we did, uh, my family did um we used to run loads and loads of car boots uh, that's like my oh, my those. family history and um we used to do a charity tombola every christmas is it called a tombola no what's it called like the when you get a number and you can get it i think that's a raffle or a, a raffle. tombola a ra no, it's yeah. not a raffle because you always win something. No, you you always usually win something in a tombola. A raffle is the one where you pull out the number from the box. No, not a raffle. A tombo. Not a, a tombo. <laughs> okay, we're settling on tombola. tombola final answer. The big <laughs> final answer. Lock it in. Lock it in. I'm a millionaire now. Um, <laughs> is that how it works? Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Give me a million pound, please. Um, <laughs> I can't. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> um, 
So we used to do a charity version and then with the money we would go and buy presents for the women and children's shelter locally or the food bank, um, whichever each year we did them alternately. And um, we used to pack little bits of makeup, sanitary products, clothes, um, you know, fresh stuff for them. Um, and some just nice little presents with the money we raised. And I, I remember packing all those little bags at Christmas time, which was such Aww. a nice memory. That would explain why you are so on top of wrapping things. Because, my goodness, uh, you can wrap Christmas presents at a terrifying pace. And you do it really well. Like the distinction between, a, say, a present wrapped by a professional in a shop and then you it's pretty much non-existent in fact sometimes you're better than people in shops and then there's me wrapping christmas presents which did you don't what is that noise oh you don't wrap what is that noise anymore. i'm not allowed to wrap presents anymore no, but i actually love it when you wrap presents for me you're the only oh, one who wraps them for me like, yeah, I guess. And you're it's right. so beautifully horrifying. I love it. Yeah, if your present is like, a, your wrap present is like a perfect, perfect, pristine rectangle, like a lovely box. With bows and ribbons. My, with bows. I would wrap that same box, but instead of the wrapping appearing to be square, it would appear to be hedgehog shaped, with little bits of wrapping paper shooting off in random directions. And I love that about your wrapping, actually. I think your wrapping is... I bet it's like snowflakes. My wrapping is like snowflakes. Own, yeah. No, but I mean, every person has their own little wrap, wrapping, you know? Oh, that's true. Like, everyone does something a little bit different, unless they're, you know, Pinterest people. But that's different, you know? <laughs> they have to conform. One thing you do differently, though, when it comes to wrapping paper is you buy deliberately the most tacky-looking wrapping paper you can find. And my goodness, you got some terrible wrapping paper this year. It's it is so horrible. Like You're literally looking at it. It's Santa riding an airplane. What has that got to do with the spirit of Christmas? There's Santa riding an airplane, a car, a motorbike, and a boat, actually, and a, a car, if I didn't say that already. And he looks like a gnome version of Father Christmas as well. Oh, so God. it's really nice and it's really I like the tacky. So what I, I like to walk this line between tacky and chic. <laughs> so like okay, what you just did with your hands, no one could see, but it's the fact that you have a hand action with like a pair of legs walking to the left for tacky, and then chic is a pair of legs walking towards the camera. Like the this is a beautiful sign language going on that no one is going to be able to understand. <laughs> enjoy it and you know what if you're watching the video version enjoy the photos of it um, because <laughs> I like it I like when it's really kind of it's ugly but it's also endearing it's like what do you it do is about kind that? of endearing it's kind of like I'd like to put this in the bin but someone gave this to me so I can't well no it's like it looks really nice under the Christmas tree but it's also on its own horrifying yes I would like to say, though, I think that has massively strayed really far away from the true meaning of Christmas. And by the true meaning of Christmas, I, of course, don't mean Santa Claus or Jesus. I mean the druidic pagan festival of Yuletide, um, which is everyone's preferred Christmas celebrations. Put a cow on a stick. You no, me it's a, a horse head. Oh, it's the horse put head. Put a horse head on a stick and bring it into a house. You showed me a so, TikTok. It's so good. Can you get so that, that TikTok app up? Get, get it on your okay. phone. 
We need. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get it up. We can put it in the video briefly. But the so you actually brought up the ritual, which is um, so this is a very old pagan English ritual. I say. English. It's not English because English. Well, England didn't really exist back then. But the idea was that you'd get a horse skull, put it on the end of a stick, like dress up a bit, and then what you would do is you'd go to someone's door and just start singing really loudly until they let you in because you're being so loud. You're not going to go away until they let you in, and they know that, so they just let you in. And then you go into the house and drink all of their alcohol. That is literally the entirety of that tradition, which、That's、I think、festive. is wonderful. How festive! Go to someone, go to your neighbor's door with a decapitated horse skull, and just start screaming until they let you in, and you can drink their alcohol. Perfect. It feels like something from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that from the Lord of the Rings, but maybe it's in the extended edition. Yeah, there is that scene where they just go in there and eat all his stuff and drink all his、What? stuff. What are you on about? I swear that's a scene in a Lord of the Rings. Are you talking about the Hobbit, where they go into like the、uh, the bear man's house and just eat all of his food? Yes, I am talking about the Hobbit. Okay, right. Which yeah, is that... a part of the Lord of the Rings? No. Yes. It's not. Yes. It's it part、is. of the same universe no, of Middle Earth. No. No. But it is not in the no, Lord of the Rings. No. It's literally the prequel. If you ask. No, me, it was not meant as a prequel. It was meant as a single one-off children's book. The main enemy in the Hobbit films, yes, is Sauron. But in the book, it's just a random necromancer dude. They just made it Sauron in the films so that they could get more people to. Watch it. You know, I think Sauron's eyes may be as identifiable as the McDonald's symbol. <laughs> Maybe. Is it as identifiable as your eye, which went bright pink with an allergic reaction just before the recording of this episode? It's actually getting better. Actually, that's two things.、Let's、I only、go. have one bad thing that can happen now for today. That's true. We've had <laughs> that's that's your two terrible injuries of the day,、Woo-hoo! and there's only like another twenty minutes left of the day, so I think you could be safe. So, other than、um, yeah, we're recording really late. Thank you for telling everybody we, we stay up in the middle of the night to record this podcast. I mean, are、like、they shocked?、Goblins. Are they shocked? No, no, not at all. I would like to talk about. My contribution to charity this year. <laughs> I don't want to talk about your contribution to charity because your contribution to charity scarred me. Well, it completely scarred me. So,、uh, the one stream I was able to make it to when I hadn't broken my toe or given myself a concussion was the poker night.、Uh, on the poker night, we all dress up as、uh, characters or cosplay, really badly, generally. Yeah, usually terrible cosplay. Like I was there as a king, and what that meant was I was wearing a bright pink Princess Peach jumper, a like long red cape, and a crown,、uh, yeah. and that was my outfit for the poker. Yeah. So, and some people wear, some people go further than others. Some people just wear nice things, like some、suits. people just wear a nice dress or a nice suit, and that's it. But I wanted to go a bit further, so.、Mm-hmm. In the Jingle Jam, there was a song that was played on the first day about the Grinch. Yes.、Um, and about the sexy version of the Grinch, and it got、um, it got abbreviated to Grussy. Yeah. Which would be. 
Grinch downstairs. Don't Grinch. Yeah, I was going to say, don't say that word. No one needs to know what the word actually means. It's horrible. They've so it out. you you decided to go as the Grinch, but sexy. Yeah. For this poker game. Yeah. And the issue is that meant you spent pretty much two days preparing. Yes. Um, you got so into character, Georgie and I pretty much left you alone because you were so distressing to look Georgie at. Georgie was scary. So the day before, it was really quite quick turnaround. The day before, I was like, oh my God, I want to dress as the Grinch. This is what I'm doing. And I sat and I made, it took me three hours and I made a prosthetic face mask to go on <laughs> as my one face does. with the Grinch nose and all of it out of latex and cotton wool, which is, I could have done such a better job, but I was very impressed with the work I did. You put in more work than everyone else combined for a one hour appearance on a charity poker live stream where you're not even the focus of it. It was the only, one of the only streams I was actually contributing to this year and I wanted to make a difference, okay? You so I painted my boobs for this charity <laughs> event. I made them look like they were like stood on end. I shaded them. I did some boob contour with green. As one does. If you um, want to know how the cosplayers look so good, uh, it is 90% fake, uh, fakeness and makeup. Because anyone with good makeup can do some incredible things. I am pretty good at makeup. Um, You're really good with makeup. It's terrifying. You. Yeah, normally I look like the Grinch, so actually I was just revealing my true self. <laughs> That's your true self. That was you taking off the makeup. Yeah, that was me taking oh off God. the makeup. Yeah, if you ever see Ash in public, just run at her with a makeup wipe, and if you, like, swipe it across her forehead, you'll just see bright green Please underneath. don't run at me with a makeup wipe. Don't run at me at all. Please, never That's do true. that. Thank you. That's true. You'll just run in the other direction screaming. Yeah, And I'll then fall screaming. over and break your toes. Yeah, and then I'll be sad. <laughs> Then you can't run. Then I can't run. Right. Brilliant. You've told terrifying. everybody my weak point now. They're all gonna... Your weakness is your your own self. Damn it. <laughs> Genetics. What am I going to do? But, um, These so, yeah, brittle bones. I loved every moment. I played some really good poker. I was dressed as the Grinch. And I enjoyed myself so much and chat enjoyed it so much it was live on twitch i adored the whole experience and i would always do it again i would do it again <laughs> okay it was good fun it was really good fun yeah you actually played well in the poker game i didn't get to see your poker game but i listened to it on the car journey back home because we had to mm. bring two separate cars because my poker game was really early well a fair bit earlier so i went earlier and then you brought georgie in later and then i took georgie home whilst you were playing your game yeah. which was actually quite a fun little thing because georgie got to meet everyone in the office and she had a grand old time everyone loved her uh, but she wasn't there for too long which you know might stress her out a bit because that's a lot of people and so she loved it she got fed pizza crust and then she came home and slept yeah she loved the day she didn't she love my face uh georgie no. could not identify that it was me when i came out of my office uh to collect her to put her in a travel bin um she travel bin people are gonna think travel bin she travels in a bin <laughs> she, she does doesn't travel in a bin <laughs> It's a travel crate. No, it's, it's a, a really normal nice crate. crate with blankets, and she loves it and chews and everything. But, but we do call it the travel bin, it the to bin be fair. Because 
Georgie's stinky and stinky's going bins. So it's true. I came out of my office ready to get her and she looked at me and she ran all the way up the <laughs> stairs. She was like, who are you? And I was like, no, 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 it's mummy, it's mummy. And she could hear me and she was like looking around for me, but she couldn't identify that it was me until I was like very slowly on her level, cuddling her, like stroking her. And she was like, oh, your mummy. What <laughs> have you done? What have you done? <laughs> She was so sad, but the rest of the day she was so happy. So yeah, she had a lovely day otherwise. But yeah, that was that actually your only appearance on Jingle Jam. No, I did do some prop hunts and I built oh, did. some really beautiful reindeer in Gary's mod. In well done, mod built. Yeah, I'm proud of you. You yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a very very fun fun year. I enjoyed it. I'm excited for next year as well because, hey, it'll probably be on again next year, I imagine. It's been going for the last, like, 10 years, so, hey, who knows? Yeah, I'm really... I'm, I didn't get to be in it, so I'd like to be in it next year, please. <laughs> next if year we're going to have to wrap you up in bubble myself. wrap. Yeah, everyone was saying you best get me a helmet, you know, <laughs> to protect myself next year. Yeah, I will do. I will do. You know, I thought of something. What is your favorite present you've ever received on Christmas? Mm. That's big. I know what your favorite present you've ever received on Christmas is because I gave it to you. Um, and it is the greatest present ever. I'm, of course, talking about myself. I'm such oh, a gift to this world. That is oh, a lie. That is yes. A lie. That's a lie. I'm actually talking about uh, something much better um, and much more expensive than myself uh, because it's like, I don't know, 60 quid. Um, and that is your fight jacket, which is a gigantic... It's, it's a dry rope, basically, but we call it the fight jacket. It's a huge overcoat designed for surfers who've just been in freezing cold temperatures to get out of the water, take off their wetsuit whilst remaining fully covered. So it's a coat with basically a fluffy towel on the inside. It's a dress. And you can just wrap up in it. It's, it's a like a dress. It's a waterproof, fluffy dress is what it is. Yeah. And I loved it. I remember when you were trying to buy this for me, you were like, what is your dress size? And I was like, why? And you're like, Christmas. I was like, a dress? Really? Interesting. A dress? Mm. Really? I don't there. trust your taste in fashion. Well, no, I was, I was just shocked that you, you were confident enough to buy for me anything to do with fashion. So I was like, oh, I'm excited until you said this. And, I, and then I started like panicking because I was like, right, I'm a 10. And then you're like, what colours do you prefer? Black and purple, black and red, black and blue? I was like, black and blue do not go together. <laughs> oh, f why is there so many colour combination options on this dress? And why are they all sound ugly? I'm going to go for black and red because I think that is the most elegant looking <laughs> out of all of these options. And I wish I'd gone black and blue because it would have been light cyan, wouldn't it? Was it light cyan? It was kind of light cyan-y. God damn. But I love my red, actually. I, I do love you it. Look good and it. it's my fight jacket because it makes me feel like I can fight anyone at any time and fight my depression with my <laughs> coat. And if you can't fight it, you just turtle up inside of it because it's about twice the size of you. So you can just curl into a ball and bam, you have a bed. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a, it's a sleeping bag, a convertible sleeping it bag. It is. 
It is a wearable sleeping bag. You've cracked it. Wow. It's a transformer. Honestly, if you don't know what to get your partner or significant other for Christmas, get them this. If you go on walks together, it's perfect. It's yeah. wonderful. It's cozy. It's even great for cuddling. Uh, it's a dry rope. Best present I ever got you. By I far. loved it. Yeah. If they're definitely into water sports, get it. If they're not, get it. <laughs> If they're into being cold all the time and complain about being cold all the time, get it. Yeah, um, if they're great. too warm all the time, maybe don't. Maybe not. No, but, not for them. Jeez, they should want it, though. They should. They may steal it off you. They may. Um, yeah, because you have to buy so one for yourself as well, of course. my favorite gift from you ever. Um, yes. What about you? What's my favorite? Your favorite gift from me ever. My favorite gift from you ever. Um, yeah. That's challenging. I'm going to go for, for something retro, okay? Because there is something I could say. Like, I could say, um, say like, the amazing huge box of bath bombs I got last year, which really got me through December. Yeah. So I was working nearly constantly. Um, instead, I'm going to say, ooh, the blue Yeti snowball microphone. Oh that my was God. my first proper microphone that you got me way back when I'd kind of just started making a little bit of progress as a YouTuber, like I had maybe about 5,000 subs or something. Yeah. And you were like, okay, look, you can't be using these cheap 10 pound Amazon microphones that break every other week. You need to get a proper microphone. And you went out of your way and like found this microphone that was really, you know, it's a Blue Yeti microphone. I researched. It's good. I you research a snowball work. is a really good beginner microphone and it did amazing and here we are today without it wouldn't be here well also you kept it for so long that lasted you for so long in fact do you st we did throw it away i think we but did yeah because i upgraded from a, a blue snowball to a to a blue yet uh, sorry not a blue yeti yeah it is a blue yeti yeah it's yeah. a blue yeti mic uh, which is what I use currently. And yeah, so we did upgrade it eventually, but we got about maybe four years worth of use out of it, maybe even three, yeah. which for a microphone is really good considering it was kind of like quite a basic entry-level microphone. And we only swapped it out after I probably hit about 1.5 million subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> but it was perfect. Oh, it really was. Like it had all the things it needed. It had the right sound patterns to read your voice it's correctly. Good. See, I did all of this research. I was like, is it a butterfly sound pattern? Is it front foot? <laughs> is it sideways? They they have terms. You don't need to just go them by go, like the wiggly two circle lines like a butterfly. Look, they have I names. actually do know these terms because I learned them at film school. But am I a sound person? I also no. learned them when I was in the band, okay? I know these terms. Ooh, you were in a band? Ooh. Oh, my Ooh, God. Ooh, I was in a band. Tom Ooh, was in that's a bombshell for a later episode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I loved not... your band. <laughs> I like my band, too. It was nice. I thought I you were so cool. It. You are so I cool. Am. You are cool. I am cool. But you were cooler wow, when you were in a that's... band. I, I think everyone is cooler when they're in a band because it's fun to have the passion of music, and especially when you're a bass player because bass players are hot. They you are the best. Hot. I still you are am. hot. But I mean, at the time... You're ugly now. You're like a wrinkled prune. No, what I meant was, like, just that added to the hotness. Like, you have different things that it add does, to your hotness yeah. now. But then, you know, 
you didn't have the fashion sense you have now. So what you made up for it, you yeah. made up for in bassist powers. Back then, back then, I had charisma and excitement and personality, and <laughs> now I have wealth and that that's it. That's lie. that's all I have. That I just have just have money, um, and money now is my personality. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I really think <laughs> you should keep playing the bass, though. I did get you that as a Christmas present. You never went. Well, yeah, th I got this you is the issue. And you just never you got me lessons to play the bass guitar, but the issue is, like, when could I have gone? Because I worked every single day for the last two and a half years. Well, now <laughs> you can do it. You know, now if I you're can, listening yeah. and you want to, for us to each try, so me go back into singing for a week and you go back into bass for a week, you know what? Oh that would be such a good episode. Like okay. it if you want us to do that and tell us in the comments. That's actually a really good idea because, of course, we want to do something new every week on the podcast. So, you know, we did CSGO, which was also Sweden. Uh, we did Skyrim. We beat Skyrim together and we also got into Magic the Gathering together, yep. which was really fun to do. Like, these are great things to do and fantastical new experiences. And so, yeah, okay, if you have ideas for fantastical new experiences, which that require me to play the bass again then sure it will be entertaining get spiff back into bass wow do it do God, it i'm starting a campaign i'm starting a campaign right now are you a uh, go fund me <laughs> go fund the brain go fund the brain get the brain if, going if a hundred people say it then the UK government does have to listen. No, <laughs> no, a hundred thousand, not a hundred people. If a hundred people, oh it dear. Okay. Joke. Anyway, anyway, I think you have another relationship problem for me to solve. I do, and this one is from Rock is Stoned. My fiance still won't forgive me for eating two garlic bread baguettes when she was at work because she wanted them when she got home at one a.m. I offered to order her food, but she still argued with me. This was nearly three years ago. What do I do <laughs> and who was right? Oh, dear. Um, see, here's the problem. Who was right? Who was right? No one was right, but one thing's for certain. You were wrong. Okay? Oh, there's no winners here, but Only you losers. did make the failure of eating the garlic bread that was not yours. And yes, you offered to buy it again, but that shouldn't be a problem. No, you should have done that in the first theirs. place. I think it was shared. No. When someone is snack hungry and they're busy working, when they get home, there best be snacks to munch. We know what happens when you have been busy working and there's no snacks to munch. I get angry sad you get you get hangry sad you mostly just get sad and start walking around the house yeah i do <laughs> i'm like a lonely puppy i'm like where is the food there where is the are the, food. all the crisps i don't like these crisps i want the other crisps these crisps taste bad stop getting different crisps i am a one crisp kind of guy no i'm not i love different crisps but not you new do. crisps you got to get backups if they're new classic crisps and then also the biggest issue 
<laughs> when you're hungry for chocolate, the only chocolate we have in the house is dog chocolate. Oh, that that's naughty because you've done that on purpose. I haven't. People sent in dark chocolate. Okay, so family members, we're not naming any names, sent in some lovely dark chocolate. And the issue is you don't eat dark chocolate, but I love it. Thanks, I love Dad. dark chocolate. Merry Christmas. For me, <laughs> For me, it's the greatest thing in the universe. You just had all of this dark chocolate oh. arrive that's from really fancy places, and it tastes amazing, and you can't eat any of it. To be honest, there is also champagne truffles for me. I'm very excited. So I do think that, that was on purpose. Like, there is one for you and one for me, but, like, I you can't eat as many champagne truffles as you can eat normal chocolate. That's the problem. Yes. I want to stuff... I want to stuff my face with chocolate. I stuff me and fill me up with chocolate and crisps. Please. Yes, that's how I feel when I want a snack. So I can understand why she wanted that garlic bread. I think I, I think can the understand. problem here. I have a solution. I have a solution. Okay, go for it. Keep backup snacks and garlic bread. Of course. But when you're running low, don't eat it until you get more. Okay, I mean, that puts <gasps> you idea, in a... Better idea, better idea. Better idea, okay, hands up, Stop let's go. pile garlic bread. <laughs> no! Get that meat you... fridge back. Turn it into a Oh, meat... my God. That You're meat right. fridge, get it back. Meat fridge. Put the back part, which is the frozen part, oh. stuff it with garlic bread. Frozen garlic bread will keep indefinitely, and you have the portable meat freezer to cool yourself down. So even if you get into a heated argument about who should get the garlic bread and the next shipment, just sit inside the meat freezer, cool right off from that argument. No swing. one is ever in the wrong. Just sit on the <laughs> sit on the swing and eat garlic bread. Your hair. <laughs> well, there's Smell no wind the in garlic. there. And the garlic. I thought the back doors meat. were open. No, you've got to keep them closed to keep the cold air in. It's got to be cold. Well, you'll run out of fucking air. Just, you know, like, open it every once in a while. Are vans airtight? Some vans, aren't. Surely. surely. Meat, vans aren't, meat vans aren't completely airtight, but they will be slightly. So you like, would have die a seal. if you got locked in? Uh, yeah, after a while, but it would take a bit. Don't recommend closing the door on the meat, meat van. Don't, don't close your door on the meat van. But I think, you know, that does actually solve both the first problem and the second problem, which is, I think, a first in our yeah. podcast history. So that's, for me, that's absolutely incredible. But my solution oh. for the garlic bread situation... Go on, try and beat me, bitch. Okay. I think in this situation, when there were only two garlic breads left and... You believed you were entitled to them. I'm sorry, you weren't. Oof. What you should have done, sir, is you should have made your own garlic bread. Oh, that was okay? so good. We that made garlic so bread better. one time. Do you remember? It is tasty, and it's not difficult. Surprisingly, two ingredients, bread and garlic. And butter. And butter, and sometimes also salt. Salt. Um, and maybe a little bit of oregano if you want to spice well, actually, it up. Well, actually, we properly made it when we made it. We made it with, oh. was it, we whipped it. We whipped. Yeah, you. so you want to usually get like fresh garlic instead of dried garlic. And then you want to mix it with the butter so you can create garlic butter. No, but we made our own butter. Yes. Yes, we did. I forgot how you made, was it milk and something else? It's, we, it's not difficult to make garlic butter. We made it much more complicated than it needed to be when we followed like 
the M&S version of a recipe to make garlic butter yeah. and followed this recipe to a T. And despite the fact that we were cooking for just two people, myself and Ash, we ended up making garlic butter to serve about 37. Yeah, um, we left it in the fridge. I think it was used, to be fair. My family was really happy that we left it there. Yeah, you just hijack someone else's kitchen and make like an entire feast's worth of garlic butter for other people to enjoy. That was good. That was a good time. We should make garlic butter again. We should. We should make garlic butter and we should get a pizza oven. Oh, to be fair, we can make garlic butter right now because we've got garlic and we've got butter in the house. We could, And I also got fresh bread today. We can make garlic, what garlic if, bread after this. What if we put it on a pizza base and make one of those pizza bread, garlic breads? Oh my goodness, what a lovely Parent idea. Share. share. Oh my God. Oh. Guys, oh, make your own garlic lovely. bread. Come on. Make your own garlic bread. We've solved your problem. Also, three years later, and make your own. three years later, she still hasn't forgiven you for it. Here's your solution. Mate, you're just not trying hard enough to actually beg for forgiveness. You need to perfect <laughs> the art of groveling. And by groveling, I mean, you need to create a tapestry of garlic bread pieces that spell out sorry. And oh my then God. Give serve it to that her to Christmas. her. Oh my Give God. it to her on Christmas the Day. The best Christmas present ever. Do it. Get garlic bread. Get that garlic bread. Wrap it up. Make an art piece out of the garlic oh bread. Oh my goodness. Put, get a professional photographer to make some garlic bread art. <laughs> okay, you don't need to go that far. Yes, do but, it. And give it to her with a new garlic bread and say, I'm so sorry for three years ago. I was wrong. You were tired and working. I should have left at least one garlic bread for you. But now you can have this whole garlic bread and I am going to have to sit and watch you eat it. And that Perfect. is the best Christmas miracle. That is, that's a miracle. If you do it, okay, if you do it. Take pictures of it, send them to us on Twitter, and I'll send you one of the uh, I'll send you one of my YouTubes as a way of saying congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> Do good. it. Do it. That's okay. I don't even know how we can top that. I feel that's the end of today's episode. Um we've achieved eudaimonia, the perfect existence. What does that even mean? What eudaimonia. Yeah. It's uh, the philosophical like uh, it's it's kind of like the idea that as humans we're all focusing on eudaimonia which is the virtuous existence where instead of focusing on what is right and wrong we should fo focus on like what is the most virtuous thing to do to not be like too prideful but equally not to be too giving so to have some pride but not too much to have some honor but not too much honor to have some cunning but not too much cunning okay i get your point to, to have a little bit of horny, but not too much horny. I think the I'm about to have a nosebleed, so I think we have to go. <laughs> okay. I That's I the sick it. thing. That's the sick thing to go wrong today. I can actually this feel is amazing. my nose starting to bleed. We're going to have to go. Oh, my God. Right, that's it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, rate the podcast on all of the lovely platforms. Give it a like, subscribe, you name it, Down whatever. Down. Go to the comment section. We read all of them. They're amazing, and we love Ooh, all of you. you. Have a lovely fam. evening. Good do, Dom fam. Um, Dom fam. Have a lovely goodbye. evening, Dom fam. Oh, Love God. you. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. See you next week.